0: Hello, and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches to be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy to implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Larry Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy author of 52 adventures to change your life award-winning business owner coach and coach trainer tune into this podcast each friday free on all the podcasting apps and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode and remember mindset is everything hello and welcome back my name is laura young and i'm the host of the mindset coach podcast This week, we're going to be taking a fascinating journey into the intersection of neuroscience and mindset coaching. Neuroscience can feel all like a complex field to investigate and navigate, especially for those of us who don't come from a scientific background. But the beauty of neuroscience actually lies in its practical application, how understanding the brain can drastically improve our coaching techniques. This week, I'm gonna share with you two out of the many concepts that neuroscience shares with us and they are neuroplasticity and negative bias. So let's look at neuroplasticity. Basically this is the brain's ability to reorganize itself by forming new neural connections throughout life. This foundational idea allows us to reshape our clients' thought patterns and habits over time. So the saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks simply doesn't hold true when we look at the brain from a neuroscience perspective. We're always creating new neural pathways, every time we learn something, every time we're flexible in our behavior, we're creating in our brain new ways of doing things and new ways of actually forming those linkages in our brain that make it easier for us to form things like habits, positive beliefs and positive thinking patterns. So let's have a look at how this applies in coaching and it's always useful isn't it to explore a case study and so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at how Sarah, her mindset coach, helped Emma to create new beliefs and habits by using this concept of neuroplasticity and the specific techniques that she uses from mindset coaching to enable that to happen. So Emma is a high achieving executive struggling with imposter syndrome. And so Sarah understood that Emma's limiting beliefs were deeply ingrained neural pathways that have been reinforced over years of negative self-talk. But these pathways could be rewired through a carefully designed coaching program that incorporated a range of different mindset coaching techniques, including things like NLP, habits coaching, belief change. And here's what happened. So there are a couple of different phases to the coaching program. The first one was deconstruction of old beliefs and habits. So Sarah worked with Emma to uncover her negative self-beliefs and the habits that were perpetuating those beliefs. She used the Mindset Dimensions report to start this process and then worked with conscious level and subconscious level tools to be able to uncover what were those beliefs and also what were the habits that were perpetuating those beliefs. So this really helped Sarah to identify that Emma was engaging in daily practices that were reinforcing her feelings of self-doubt. For example, her habit of constant comparison with her colleagues, her tendency to downplay her achievements when she was recognised at work, And also the negative self-talk that happened every time she faced a challenging task. She really doubted her efficacy and her capability to be able to actually complete the task, despite having evidence to the contrary that on many occasions she had completed similar tasks in the past. The second phase was construction of new beliefs and habits. So once Sarah had identified with Emma, what were the beliefs and habits that she was running that perpetuated these negative beliefs, she then was able to start the journey of building new, positive, resourceful beliefs. So this process involved cognitive shifts and the development of daily habits that would really support those shifts as well. So let's explore some of the techniques that Sarah used with Emma. So the first one is positive affirmations and habit pairing. Now, Sarah worked with Emma to create powerful affirmations that directly countered her imposter syndrome. And what they did when they'd agreed those affirmations was that they paired them with daily habits. So it's kind of like a reminder, timer going off on your phone. When we pair habits with something else, we actually reinforce the habit. So in this instance, Sarah paired Emma's morning cup of coffee. So every time Emma had a cup of coffee in the morning, that was her signal to actually complete the affirmation process. She was saying her affirmations while she was doing her morning coffee. And, of course, this increases the likelihood of the habit sticking. Whenever we do a habit in conjunction with something else called pairing habits, then we actually have a much greater chance of being consistent and following through with that habit. So in this case, that was what Sarah did with Emma and the idea was to start rewiring her brain by trying the new positive belief system and tying that into familiar daily routines so it became again on she did it on automatic pilot want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach head on over to our website www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. The next thing was introducing visualization exercises and habit stacking. So habit stacking is different to habit pairing because habit stacking is where we do one thing and then we do another thing. So Emma was encouraged to visualise herself as a confident, capable leader. Sarah first created the visualisation with Emma using a range of different techniques and then Emma was equipped to be able to embed that into her daily routine and stack it with an existing one. So, for example, during her daily commute to work, Emma caught the tube to work, she practice visualization so she was doing those things simultaneously. The next area was mindfulness meditation and cue-based habits. So mindfulness was used to help Emma to stay in the present and meditation really served as a stress reduction tool. These processes were tied to specific cues for example if a meeting with her team was a trigger for her anxiety and self-doubt Emma learned to take a few minutes before the meeting to practice mindfulness and calm her mind and calm her body body stress response as well. The next one was feedback and habit tracking. So one of the things that's important for you as coaches is that whenever you give tasks to your clients like this, whenever we're installing new beliefs or habits, you want to make sure that you are tracking and helping your client to track their progress, their consistency. So having something like a habit tracker is really useful here, like the ones that we share with you in the Mindset Coach Certification Program. The other thing that was really useful when it came to belief change was conscious belief change work. So Sarah used some conscious belief change tools with Emma to really get her to reflect on the beliefs that she held. She also used submodalities belief change to change the way in which Sarah Emma represented the beliefs to herself so what when she thought of that belief what happened for her what was she seeing hearing and feeling when she was thinking about that belief and changing that representation changing how she ran those processes helped to change those beliefs and really dilute the intensity of those beliefs The other thing that Sarah then did with Emma was to use timeline therapy to really get to the root cause of where did these beliefs come from. We all know that our beliefs typically formed in the imprint stage of zero to seven years of age, if not before, passed down genealogically or passed down ancestrally or through past lives. And so, Sarah used timeline therapy with Emma to remove those limiting decisions that preceded her limiting beliefs. And she was able then to adopt new empowering beliefs and take those forwards with her. And so combining all of those different tools and techniques with you know tasking and in-session change, Sarah was really able to help Emma to reshape her beliefs and overcome the limitations of her imposter syndrome ultimately enabling her to thrive in her new leadership role. So that's one example where we can use and harness the power of neuroplasticity to change those old well-worn thinking patterns, those beliefs, and really establish and build new ones with our clients. Another fascinating concept is the brain's negativity bias, our brain's natural tendency to pay more attention to negative experiences than positive ones. This evolved as a survival mechanism but can sometimes hinder our clients' progress if we're paying attention all the time to negative experiences or negative evidence, that is really going to reinforce, isn't it, our negative beliefs about ourselves and about the world around them. So we really want to shift this. We really want to help our clients to develop strategies to counter this bias. One technique is mindfulness, which can help clients focus on the present and reduce their tendency to dwell on negative past events. And the other thing that we can use, which is really powerful, is timeline therapy. So let's take a another look at a case study. And this one is from John. Now, John is a seasoned mindset coach. He's based in London, and he was presenting, presented with a challenging case. His client, Robert, was a talented young professional dealing with career-related anxiety. Robert was especially troubled by negative feedback and past failures, often ruminating on these experiences, letting them cloud his perception of his present abilities and future potential. This was a clear case of the brain's negative bias at play and it was significantly affecting Robert's job performance and mental health. So he actually kept reflecting back on negative feedback that he'd had in the past and things that hadn't gone well from him in the past as well. They were constantly on his mind and really clouding his judgment and ability to move forward. John worked with Robert to be able to change this and overcome that emotional charge on those past negative experiences by using timeline therapy. So the way that John did this was to use the timeline therapy techniques to actually help Robert to remove his negative emotions, past negative emotions that were still impacting him today. And so he went through the process of timeline therapy, removing anger, sadness, fear, hurt and guilt from Robert so that he would not have those negative past experiences. He wouldn't keep pinging back into those negative past experiences. And by understanding and removing the root cause of those emotions and bearing in mind, we're only removing those unwarranted or unwanted negative emotions from past experience so that Robert doesn't keep pinging back into them. removing the root cause John was able to help Robert to then move forward and actually you know not keep pinging back into the past not keep keeping dwelling on those past negative experiences which of course were really cemented in his memory with those negative emotions so that was really powerful. John then used timeline therapy to remove the limiting decisions that Robert had around his ability to progress and in his career okay and so he was able to help him to remove limiting decisions that he had made about his capability related to his last past failures and in doing so he actually helped Robert to remove all of those limiting beliefs that support the limiting decision and to adopt new more empowering beliefs to take forward into the future He was also able then to work with Robert's anxiety because anxiety, of course, is a future based emotion. We feel anxious about something that we're anticipating that we've got to do in the future. And so John worked with Robert to float out into the future on his timeline and using the anxiety annihilator technique, he was able to help him to remove that anxiety from future based events. Now, the other thing that John was able to do with Robert was to really embed some of those mindfulness and relaxation techniques and share with him a hypnotherapy script for relaxation and sleep, which again really helped Robert to be able to perform at his best potential and to really be able to dissociate his past failures from his self worth. And he began to start to see feedback as an opportunity for growth rather than a personal attack. And he was much more equipped to handle his work related anxiety. The negativity bias that had once overshadowed his personal life and professional life was significantly reduced. And so these are two examples of where mindset coaching, when coupled with our understanding of neuroscience, can really propel our clients forward and really help us as coaches to employ techniques that really help our clients to achieve their goals and to succeed and to move into the future in a way that is really empowering and really inspires them to keep going and achieve their goals. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.